When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! Hey everybody, Chris Fafalius here. As many of you may know, I've played in the band Punchline for most of my life. Well, I'm here to tell you that we just released a new song. It's called Can I Get a Break? And I think the title of the song, which is also the main hook of the song, is pretty relatable to how we're all feeling lately. Here's a little preview for you. How many times am I gonna have to start again? How many times am I gonna have to refresh? Can I Get a Break by my band Punchline is now streaming at all the places where you can listen to music. So if you like the way it sounds, go check it out. All right, Matt, we have got a very exciting guest in the show today. Uh, I'm a little starstruck by this. Uh, this, <laughs> this guest was brought to us through a past guest, Dustin, who joined us for uh, the most obscure song we've ever done an episode dedicated to. It's still Billy Joel to me. Yes. Uh, mm. And we are joined by Jeff Nusira, who I hope I got that name at least close. Close enough. Uh, but Jeff, you uh, have a very impressive resume uh and i'm just gonna read a few of these but you uh run the weird owl museum uh or at least you did at the 2002 orange county fair true you are in the background of the poodle hat album cover also true (laughs) you worked comic-con during his appearance just after mandatory fun hit number one you've written over a thousand answering questions for the weird owl jeopardy games that are played on the ill-advised vanity tour you're an extra in the upcoming biopic weird the al yankovic story and (laughs) you have produced and directed a documentary called show gals about weird owl burlesque shows (laughs) so (laughs) So one These of the most impressive resumes. Wow. What what a resume. Very impressive. Uh, and you are joining us on a very important episode. This song, All Things Considered, was not at the time. I mean, especially in the shadow of Eat It, 
was not that big of a hit, but I feel like I have bumped into so many people. Uh, Chris Afayu's past guest has openly said he didn't even know the original song was a song. He thought that this was a Weird Al original for years. Oh, wow. Because he was just not familiar with the song that it was a parody of. Uh, I, I discovered it through the multiple Weird Al music video compilation VHS tapes that I would buy as a child. Uh, but let why I lost on Jeopardy. I, I mean, I know my reasons, but I want to know your reasons, Jeff. Why did you want to do this episode? I mean, I do love the song and the video. They both crack me up. But, I, you know, as you mentioned earlier, I was very involved in writing the answers and questions for Weird Al Jeopardy, which is being used on the current return of the ill-advised vanity tour i think i missed a few words there <laughs> but i wrote more than a thousand yes four four thousand almost actually i ended up writing five thousand and five <laughs> <laughs> you wrote five thousand questions five thousand and five yes oh my god that's amazing I like that. See, and he he covered up the the headline because he just wrote five thousand with a plus next to it, but yeah. there was five other ones that he wasn't including in that count. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that that's what that plus represented. Wow. Um, so we're coming off the tales of what was a very divisive parody song for both of us on this episode, okay. which was that the Brady Bunch parody is what I would rank at this time anyway that we've been doing the show. Uh, I think. Weird Al at his worst. Wow! All right, we're getting we're well, all right. We're already fighting. Go ahead. We're already. Fi- <laughs> I, I do. I am not impressed by the Brady Bunch parody, but I lost on Jeopardy. I think is a prime example of Weird Al at his best. All right. I I think that this is. I think that this is everything that a Weird Al parody should be. And Jeff, you have to understand something about me. In our rankings. I was the psychopath that put Ricky above Eat It for best parody so far. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so take my opinions. Take so my opinions with a grain of salt. So it's not <laughs> you're you're not anti TV. Clearly, you're just anti no, Brady Bunch. Got it. Just I, you know what? It's just it. It's not the strongest one that I've ever heard from. It, Al it is interesting. Life. You just pointed out that we we said in the last episode how this album has multiple TV references in it, which is interesting. Just as a like. You know, we had talked about in previous episodes how down the line those sort of compilation records came out, the Food album and the TV album, which I know he was not a huge fan of. But this record has multiple, like there's a lot of uh, him talking TV. Yeah, there. yes. And I, is it this album? No, I think it's I think it's the Polka Party record. The original release has in the runoff groove the words more songs about TV and food <laughs> oh, there you carved, go. carved right by the label. Nice. I a little love talking that. heads so reference there. Yes, he's fully aware. <laughs> but so the day that he recorded the Brady Bunch parody, he started writing Lost on Jeopardy. And I I think that this song, we've got a lot to unpack here because I think this song's great. I think the music video is great. And I think that the original song is a, is a banger too. Like there, there's nothing to not like about the world that we're about to discuss and I lost on Jeopardy. I agree. It's a funny one because we were just saying like, I actually do think this is an example of, I don't think people know this song so much anymore. The original one I'm talking about, Greg Kinn's, the Greg Kinn band, the song is called Jeopardy. Yes. And I feel like this is definitely one that I heard Al's version first. I did not know the original before I heard Al's. And I feel like it has not, not that it hasn't stood the test of time, but some songs just kind of fall out of rotation, you know? And I don't think, 
I feel like an, an average young person today would definitely have no idea what the original of this song was. Greg Ken also did um, a song called The Breakup Song. Which I thought was a Tom Petty song for a decade. <laughs> Which I feel like, <laughs> like that has stuck around. I feel like that song still gets played. I hear that on the radio. That one seems to be the one of his that has the more lasting impact. And that this song one? fucking rips. That, that song's song fantastic. <laughs> like, I mean, and honestly, we're going to get into it a bunch, but like, I am like... Greg Kinn, I think uh, him embracing this as much as he did is a huge, huge moment for early Al. That, well, that Greg Kinn loved this so much and was just like so psyched on the idea that Al would do this. Greg Kinn even, I, I found this delightful fact. In 2009, Greg Kinn wrote a blog on his MySpace, which I love that <laughs> Greg Kinn had a MySpace page. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that, feels, that fills my heart with so much joy. Oh, yeah. But, but Greg Kinn wrote a MySpace blog titled Weird Al and the Mailbox Money, uh, where he complimented Yankovic's comedy, but then explained the mechanisms of how a parody works and refers to the royalty checks that he receives for <laughs> I Lost on Jeopardy still to this day as his mailbox money. There you go. Um, which I had no clue. There are so many times that this song has been used on Jeopardy. <laughs> like, yes. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's wild. And also, Greg Kinn, I'm pretty sure, first example of the artist being parodied showing up in the music video of their song yeah i i well jeff you would know better <laughs> yeah you wrote a, a lot this, of but trivia. it has to be right this is the first the first <laughs> actual uh, artist appearance yes that is correct yeah okay <laughs> and honestly i mean god bless greg can for doing that because it really again it legitimizes the whole thing in this different way it's not like just him goofing just gives the whole thing so much more weight or power behind it. I don't know. Like seeing him at the end of this video appear and oh my God, I don't like, there's so much to talk about. There's also the interesting, I only just today at your rec uh, recommendation, Matt watched the video for Jeopardy, the original Jeopardy video. Crazy. And that these two music videos have a connection to them. Like, oh yeah. my God, I had no idea that was a thing. I, yeah. I wrote down, because I, I texted you as well, Jeff, and was like, hey, just a heads up, we're probably going to talk about this, yeah. this original music video. And uh, I'm glad but, you did, because I hadn't seen that video in years, and I, A, forgot how goddamn terrifying it is. Oh my uh, God, it's crazy. Child, seeing that, I was like scarred for a <laughs> long time. I described it as if Sam Raimi made a body horror music video about <laughs> the terrors of marriage. Like it is, it is, you've got like couples mutating into shared <laughs> yeah, bodies. Like Cronenberg. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, he, he says I do, and the bride immediately turns into a skeleton that's Nightmare. screaming. And then she turns into some like puppet monster that's like tearing <laughs> apart the church. And then the other thing that has to be drawn attention drawn to is the pastor just doing the finger through the whole yeah, thing repeatedly. <laughs> yeah, it was like a weird episode of Stranger Things that I'm just it's, like, I'm like, how did this and it happening? Starts, it starts so tame. The first yeah. minute of the video, I'm like, God, this is a boring music video. Yeah. And then it just gets crazy. We were before you came on here, Jeff, we were talking about this has to be one of the only circumstances 
where the original video is more insane than the video that Weird Al made. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the the lyric for this, <laughs> obviously, like Al had to follow the narrative of the Jeopardy thing, so it makes total sense that he would change the video. But I also love the idea of him watching the original. He's like, I can't top this. There's no way. There's no way I'm gonna out crazy this video. We gotta go yep. another direction, dude. Those early '80s, like early days of MTV videos, are just a sight to be seen. It's crazy. Um, Jeff, you might not know this. I know Matthew knows this. Uh, for a YouTube video, I watched the full first 24 hours of MTV to oh. rank the 10 craziest videos that oh played on God. the first day of MTV. And uh, this was not part of the first day of t- MTV, but there are some early, insane 80s videos that I discovered through there, including I can a only lot imagine. of. Dude, early Robert Palmer videos are insane. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, there's videos where he's, like, almost like in the movie Big, dancing on a xylophone, and there's, like, one where it's, like, a ballet between two mimes interacting what? the plot line of the song. Like, his videos were wild out the gate. Uh, but, yeah, this is this is up there with one of the strangest videos I've ever seen. Yeah, for listeners, anyone who has not seen, go watch the Greg Kidd go, band video for you, Jeopardy. You and, and, again, watch, watch that and then watch Al's video after that because they actually have a – we'll talk about it, but they actually connect. It's crazy. I had yeah. no idea until today that that was a thing. Yeah, just and, brace yourself before you watch oh, it. Oh, but, yeah, strap in. Put the Trigger kids warning to for sure. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so a, a couple of the things that I did find doing – I mean, doing the research for this – uh, we'll do the quick breakdown. Obviously, it was written on the... Uh, he started writing it right after he had recorded the Brady Bunch parody. Uh, the song describes a situation in which the narrator loses spectacularly on the game show <laughs> Jeopardy. Show announcer Don Pardo lends his voice to a segment of the song, which is, in my opinion, one of the highlights of the song. That is yes. a... I mean, I quote parts of that <laughs> speech regularly. Yeah. Uh, in order to create the parody, Al Yankovic... Had cleared the idea not only with Greg Kinn, but also had to clear it with Merv Griffin, who uh, created the show. Uh, Don Pardo, Art Fleming, and Greg Kinn all appear in the music video. That's that's a little bit of the background of the making of the song. Uh, but let's just talk about our thoughts on the song. And this is just a compliment to the song Jeopardy in general. What a bass line. Like, the bass <laughs> in this song is unbelievable. It's excellent. <laughs> it's, excellent. It's, a, it's a really great... Yeah, I mean, he... So... Again, to sort of like zoom out a little bit, we've said before, and we haven't really touched on too many of them yet going chronologically, but it's interesting. Sometimes Al parodies something that winds up not having a strong place in pop culture long term, and sometimes that doesn't work in his favor. Sometimes you listen back to it and you're like, oh, I feel like we've lost some of the impact of this track because it didn't, you know, looking back on it 30 years, no one knows this song anymore, either the song itself or the references that he's making, whatever's going on in pop culture at that time. This one is interesting because I think the song, again, most people probably don't know, but the Jeopardy thing is still like, I, I, this does this really works. This still to this day works. The song is fantastic. So even if you don't know the original, you don't care because it's such a great track. And I, I know we're going to talk about how he like, how much credit do we give Ally for like maybe arguably single-handedly reviving Jeopardy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that is definitely the urban legend. Um, but uh, apparently, reportedly, Merv Griffin was already in talks to revive it before sure. the song yeah. was ever released. Yes. But who knows if he had to go to Merv Griffin to ask permission to do the song? Maybe that was the spark that Merv Griffin needed to be like, oh, 
Yeah, and or, Merv Griffin also didn't do any favors in tamping down that urban legend because he did say on his show when Al performed it that he was <laughs> that he was helping to revitalize it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, I, but e- even if it was already in the works, it's interesting to think. And again, this wasn't a huge hit, but it did still put a show that at that point. And again, this is when I was a kid and I first heard this song. I had no idea that when Al wrote this at the time, Jeopardy had been off the air for years. Yeah, I had no yeah. clue. I was wondering who the hell Art Fleming was when I saw yeah, the Yeah, and, and exactly. Like... <laughs> it's all these names that you didn't know. And so even if it was already in the works, arguably helped put it back in the public consciousness, which maybe helped give the show a little bit of an extra oomph when uh, it came back on the air with uh, Alex Trebek. Yeah. And the song, uh, the song, as I said earlier, song did actually appear several times on Jeopardy, once in a category, and then also when Yankovic appeared on Rock and Roll Jeopardy. Uh, and here's a breakdown of a few of the different times that it appeared. <laughs> it was the subject of an audio daily double on the daytime episode that aired on October 23rd, 1984, where the contestant who got the clue was asked to identify the artist of the song from the audio sample. Uh, but failed to do so, which is extra embarrassing because this is 1984. This yeah. is like when the song is... This, Al's not going to hit a higher level of popularity at that time to, <laughs> right. to botch and, that. And it was his birthday. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Oh, man. It was the subject of a daily double on April 27th, 2012, when the contestant receiving the clue, which consisted of a release year and some lyrics, also failed to oh, identify the on. song... <laughs> Um, and then it was again a daily double on March fifteenth, two thousand eighteen, uh, where the where the contestant finally was able to answer oh. and identify that this was Weird Al. Um, and then the song was played over the closing credits of the second episode <laughs> of Rock and Roll Jeopardy when Al appeared. Uh, and then I didn't know that Rock and Roll Jeopardy was still a thing, unless they're talking about normal Jeopardy. I don't know. On August thirteenth, two thousand twenty-one, so just last year. Oh, okay. This is the this is okay. This was the original Jeopardy. I, I just figured this out. Sorry. Uh, on August 13th, 2021 on Jeopardy, Joe Buck read the clue uh, for, it was is under the category of lost for $1,200. Art Fleming and Don Pardo were in a video for this Weird Al parody song. Uh, the 17 day champion at the time correctly answered, what is I lost on Jeopardy? And Joe Buck, who was serving as a guest host that week, uh, responded, yes, and please don't sing it. It will not leave your head. It's been in mind for the last three weeks. <laughs> um, nice. I guess that's some of that mailbox money that our <laughs> yeah, guy Greg was talking about. But what are our overall opinions of the song? And then we'll dive into the video because the video is, there's so much to talk about with the video as well. There's so many great visual jokes, but I just think this song is so well written. The lyrics are so funny still. Yeah. It is so good. I mean, it is, as you're saying, it's it's some of Al's, you know, especially at the time, it's it's one of Al's stronger, strongest parodies. Uh, it is just, the concept is hilarious, and it's so funny to me that this poor guy is just getting annihilated by a plumber and an architect. <laughs> they both have PhDs, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Let's, <laughs> exactly. Let's make one thing clear. Also, I got to give a shout out to Jeff. So you can name yourself in the program that we use to record, and he came in as UH Jeff, which is just <laughs> such a great pun. Uh, that filled me with so much joy when I saw that. This is one of those songs where I listen. I actually listened to the original Jeopardy quite a bit, but 
I don't know the words the way I know. Like I listen to it and I'm singing I Lost on Jeopardy along with okay. with the original. Yeah. Like, Big time. It's, yeah. It almost makes more sense. The, I was going to say, it's actually a rare moment where I feel like the phrasing of I Lost on Jeopardy is actually smoother than the Our Love is in Jeopardy. Yeah. Like his oddly feels more... And again, maybe it's just I heard it first, but when, every time I, I hear this, I just Al's lyrics always feel more, more appropriate to me. Yeah, they're more, more organic, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to think that his that the lyric was, my life's in jeopardy, which also, to me, feels like it makes more sense than my lo- our well, love's in jeopardy. Definitely with the video. <laughs> yeah. His yeah. life's definitely in jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, this is one crazy, crazy yeah. song, but it is, I mean, I, I can't speak highly enough about no this it's parody. great I, I was gonna say i love the you talked about it earlier the break in the middle with don pardo doing the the you lost and here's what you didn't win <laughs> yeah which is funny because i don't know how many people would know this like the things that he's saying that you didn't win is like the volume set of the encyclopedia international a case of turtle wax a year's supply of rice aroni which sounds like joke things, but that was real. Yeah. yeah. Those, Those were, were real prizes that they gave away on the show. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny because it's like nowadays game shows, it's like every game show is like the minimum, like you're competing for a million dollars or huge <laughs> amounts of money. Yeah. So, so I had, at the time that we were recording this, literally just a couple days ago, I did a 15 hour live stream event for another one of my podcasts. God, who are you? <laughs> a guy who has way too many podcasts but my my one co-host kyle we were talking about how cool it would be to produce a game show and i was like i want to bring back remote control like i oh, think that that was the best game i love show. it he, so he, had, he had never heard of it so oh. i was like oh let me pull i know that people have uploaded this on youtube and and god bless them someone <laughs> uploaded a full like like almost every episode with all of the commercials still intact nice. during the commercial break. It's wow. a great, That's it's a awesome. great time zone flip to, or like a time warp, but exactly what you're talking about. Colin Quinn is like reading off these prizes that you can win for re- winning remote control. And he's like, get this brand new answering machine that can hold up to six messages at a time. Yeah, like, exactly. You're like, Oh my God. Did you watch the weird Al episode? No. Yes. Oh, it's so oh. good. It's LL um, Cool J, uh, Julie Brown, and Weird Al. Oh, so, wow. So one of the things that I've been thinking about doing, and, and I think it's early enough in our show, because this is really when Al started to blow up, is like, if we're going to do this stuff in chronological order, trying to figure out, like, do we take the time in between albums to be like, all right, let's watch the Al TV from 1984. Like, yes. let's watch, like, the TV appearances that Al did. Uh, as long as it's not, like... You know, like, I don't want to watch all of Naked Gun for, like, him just waving from a plane with no line of dialogue. Like, it's a great bit, but, like, what can we do out of an episode of that little moment? But I, I'm really thinking about digging into, like, really hardcore his IMDb credits to be like, all right, let me get every time that he was on television. Get ready. <laughs> In a substantial yeah, I was gonna way. Say, I was going to say, there's probably more than I think. I, Jeff, I'm sure, knows exactly 100% of the times he was on. But, uh, yeah, I'll bet, there's, I'll bet there's way more cameos than I realize. There are literally hundreds, if not oh, over a 1,000. Yes. Let, let me ask you this, Jeff, because I know that I have my answer for this. But do you have a favorite televised Weird Al uh, cameo? Oh, my gosh. Uh, what a good question. There's this, there is this really crazy special from like 1990 or 91 uh, called The Winans Real Meaning of Christmas. 
And Al basically plays this, like, not a white villain, but he's, he's like, a white, like, weirdo, obviously, who (laughs) is, like, crashing this, this party for the, for the Winans. And he kind of goes on this weird journey of, like, finding the Christmas spirit uh, and ends up singing, um... (laughs) Like, like, go tell it on the mountain or something. Like, <laughs> like it's so, it's so strange. Wow. Um, so, also, just a quick, <laughs> I'm gonna have to look that just up. Just a I've quick definitely... note. I mean, obviously, we'll skip a lot of these because it's like him just doing a musical performance on a show. Uh-huh. But uh, according to IMDb, he appeared as himself on 236 <laughs> different things. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll comb wow. through that and be like, all right, well, we don't need to do the Tonight Show episode that he was the musical guest. But um, for me, I, I'm curious for your answer on this too, Matthew. But my favorite, the one that still makes me laugh is actually him on How I Met Your Mother. Um, where where wow. Ted Mosby swears that he came up with the idea for uh, like a surgeon, and he's like, I wrote him a letter, and I know that he took that idea. And then like the episode ends, and it's the bumper after the credits, and it's like Weird Al's house, nineteen eighty four, and he's like <laughs> mockingly reading all of these people's letters. And he's like, Oh, you want me to do another song like Eat It? And he's like tearing up the letters. And he's like like a surgeon (laughs) we're gonna for sure though we gotta track down that christmas special yeah we really that's that's huge that's it that's like a that's like a break when we get to december and we're just like all right we're taking a break from our rankings (laughs) yeah exactly to watch this um but how about you matt do you have a do you have a memorable al appearance you know the first thing that came to my mind and this is a sort of like obvious big one um but and it goes way into the future but um it, every time I watch it and I revisit it with different people regularly, it makes me laugh so much is his fake interview with Eminem. Okay. From oh, Al so from Poodle yes. Hat. Oh. Uh, me and my brothers still do the, like, I, the way that those are edited is so brilliant. And oh when my he's God. like, um, he's, <laughs> Al says, like, I made you this Twinkie Wiener sandwich. And it cuts to Eminem just going, like, I knew you'd make it. I knew you'd make it. <laughs> <laughs> and we still say that to each other all the time. Like, I knew you'd make it. I knew you'd make it. <laughs> Love it. Know what I'm Love saying? It. I know what you're no, saying. I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! All right, let's dive into the video. Let's let's yeah, yeah, yeah. let's tackle this. A couple notes on the video. Video was directed by Jay Levy, produced by Robert K. Weiss, and it was filmed on May twenty fourth and twenty fifth of nineteen eighty four. Uh, loosely parodies the video for Jeopardy. Takes place on a set loosely based on the nineteen sixty four to seventy five version of the Quiz Show, and depicts a behind the scenes look at the show. In addition to Pardo appearing on camera, features cameo appearances by the original host Art Fleming and Doctor Demento members of his band, his real-life parents, and a brief cameo from Greg Kine uh, at the end of the video. First things first, I know that we've watched Eat It, which which is a very <laughs> high-end music video, 
but there's part of me that actually thinks that this when I was watching this video, I was like, this feels like especially compared to that self-title, the music videos we saw in the self-title, like this feels like it's got a bit of a budget behind yeah. it. Like you're like there's a lot of extras in this video. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no, this definitely seems like they they put more into it. I also like the fact so this is it's only the two videos from this record, right? It's yes. Eat It and then this. Um which really hit both sides of like so Eat It is the as close as he could get to the straight shot for shot video parody. Yeah. Where he's like really mirroring the Beat It video um as close as they possibly can. Um and this is a completely different you know, like a new subject related to the lyric of his parody as opposed to the other thing. Um, and there's the two sides of it that he goes back to a bunch of times. I guess he did the same on the first record, now that I'm thinking about it, where Ricky was the I Love Lucy video. But Rocky Road was Rocky Road was much rock closer. And rolls video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then we're going to have to keep a lookout for that. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> the two different sides. Is it like an actual video parody? Well, and next, the next album is like the rare example where it's, three videos for original songs and only one parody video yeah which is wild and i think that the, <laughs> a lot of those were if not all of them were were sort of wrapped in the financing of the complete owl home video the long yep. form like vhs thing that that robert k weiss mm. also helped to, to direct yeah no i i and we will probably do the complete owl <laughs> coverage oh, yeah. at some point because i i I do have that DVD like right over there. I was looking to see if it was in arm's length, nice. but it you is. You can see not. you can see my name in the DVD cover. Oh, yes, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, now I'm gonna look for that. Um, <laughs> is, Jeff, it, I, is it awkward to name drop myself? Sorry, no, no, no it's no. very appropriate. This is the perfect place to do it, Jeff. I was gonna say, do you know like for that? And we're jumping ahead a little bit now, but is it because maybe did they think that that the originals videos for the originals they like they needed the boost? Was it like a uh, like that those songs needed a little bit more help to get the attention that they thought they deserved compared to the actual parodies? I, I think that the uh, because they were doing this like weird home video, I think that they just wanted to, you know, Al, Al was always hoping for some traction with his originals. And I think that was a, a good way to, to try to get some. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Those, we literally those videos just are were talking great. about. Yeah, we were just talking about how he wanted Midnight Star to be the lead single off of this album. Also and crazy, yes. <laughs> which, but but you know what? Like, in a lot of ways, Midnight Star is definitely, if not the highlight track of the album, right up there. It is a fan. It is a fantastic song. It is. It is, and like, it's got more staying power, as it turns out, than Eat It. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if there was going to be an original. If if a, if any song on this album had a video as an original, it probably would have been Midnight Star. That yes. would have made the most sense. Yeah, I agree with that. Although Nature Trail to Hell, close second. Come also on. would have been a great music video. <laughs> if only. If only. I want to see that alternate Someday. Universe. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, you know, I do have to ask you, actually, because so, the, so for a, a little bit of a peek behind the curtain, listeners, um, when it comes to guests, we'll ask them to send us a breakdown of like their favorite Weird Al songs, uh, and I can't help but notice that with with you, Jeff, um, you had you sent me ten songs broken <laughs> into the categories of originals and parodies, but three of those ten songs are off in 3D. Is this your favorite Weird Al album? Uh, maybe it is. I have not thought of that. I really love this record. I mean, it is it is. 
when I like just kind of need to sit down and relax and just turn something on, it's it is this record. Um, so yeah, maybe it is my favorite. All right, sure. All right. Why not? <laughs> uh, but are there any when we talk about the music videos, we do like to make sure that we give some shout outs to like some visual gags or or anything that jumped out at us. I know when I think of this video, I think of Al's head spinning. Yep. Specifically, that's <laughs> that's the moment for me, but are there any other good visual gags that, that you can think of? Right as that's happening or right before that happens, there's the there's that great shot of his leg behind his head and he's got like the goofy, you know, glasses yes. on and the and the the air horn head dress i don't know what the, i don't know what you would call it but it just cracks me up every time it's such a an unexpected visual and it's so funny this is a very weird thing to say about this video but if you're an al fan and you're listening to an al podcast you are well aware that he can contort his body into some like intense shapes oh yes this was the first i was watching where i was weirdly impressed with how well he keeps his legs up when he's getting <laughs> removed by the bouncers at the end of the video. Like, like it is very cartoonish. And I'm like, he's doing that on his own volition. I oh, don't yeah. think I could do that. <laughs> how about you, Matt? What, what, uh, is there any other visual gags? Yeah. That you I, haven't I, called out. I love the, uh, um, uh, just the quick thing of like when he's picking the categories, like it's in the lyrics of the song that he picks potpourri as the category another funny like just specific <laughs> jeopardy thing like yep. um that's a such a jeopardy reference which they still do to this day i think um yep. but so many of the other categories like there's a category for tv themes and there's a category for famous accordion players <laughs> i was gonna say the famous accordion <laughs> players. and yet for some <laughs> reason he picks potpourri like he really is terrible at this game <laughs> um <laughs> i also i also like because al uh obviously i mean loves his friends and his family uh, and will sometimes put them in videos despite their acting capabilities. Uh, <laughs> the the, the lo very lo-fi acting capabilities of his parents as they throw his picture into a trash can is yeah. also a huge highlight to me. Like that, that works so well because it's his actual parents who aren't trained actors. Like if you had gotten actual actors to play the parents who would have probably went too over the top with it, yeah. it yeah. wouldn't work nearly as well. <laughs> they are so funny, especially in The Complete Owl. I know we're not talking about that right now, but <laughs> their sections in The Complete Owl just make me laugh because they are also like, like his dad is clearly trying not to laugh when he's delivering <laughs> yeah, these lines. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and it's just amazing. Listen, when we do the complete Alvin episode, we'll bring we'll bring you on back to, oh, to yeah. talk the complete Alvin. I will us, talk Jim. for hours. <laughs> <laughs> bring it on. We'll make that a marathon session. <laughs> yeah, normally we try to do like an album in one sitting. We'll just have a whole day set aside for just talking about the DVD. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess we're at the point where we can start ranking this. Well, so and... one, one more thing about the video, because I, I teased it earlier, but I, I love... So at the end of the original oh, yes. video the end of the original video it's also weird like <laughs> i guess i just saw the greg kin video so i don't have a full understanding of like what they're going for with that <laughs> so basically in that video greg kin is about to get married he has a horrifying vision that he was making a huge mistake and he watches these couples again cronenberg style morphing into <laughs> each other uh being attached at the hip and he runs away he he flees from his own wedding and the bride comes out after him looking really mad that she just has been left at the altar. But then she sees him in his car 
she's so a different I, bride. That's a different bride. He picks up a oh. different runaway bride who's also running away. That makes so much wedding. more sense because I thought it was the same bride and she came out and saw him in the car and she was like, oh, you. I, for a couple seconds, I thought the same <laughs> thing as you. And yeah. then I'm like, I'm like, no, 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 that doesn't make sense. This is another runaway bride. I from, see. You know how churches are infamously across the street from each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and two people are fleeing from their weddings at the same time. <laughs> you know. It's just a standard classic scenario. Um, okay, okay. That makes like a lot a more Wayne's sense. World I get it gig or right. joke. Like Wayne's World has the joke about the two churches across the the street it's there it is. so ridiculous uh, god, this video is brilliant i'm gonna oh literally god. watch it when we're done recording <laughs> oh man all right a- a- anyway so greg Ken gets in his car with another lady who he has just <laughs> run away from his his soon-to-be wife and now he's picked up another woman <laughs> dressed like a bride and they yeah. drive away they are destined then- for success i bet exactly yeah. <laughs> yes in in a uh, a car with a vanity license plate that says lips yeah, that's I don't, a, I don't know. That's a that, tough call. that made me feel weird. But anyway, so the vanity plate says <laughs> says lips, fine. And then at the end of the Al video, it is as if that same car has just circled the block and picked up Al. And then at the end, that's the cameo that Greg Kinn turns around, and it's him still driving the same getaway car, but now he's got Al in the back seat, and they drive off so together. Good. That is it's... an excellent, excellent. I again, Jeff, I I don't can't think of another video. That has that Al has done that has done any kind of a tie-in of that level. I mean, yeah, it is. It is especially this early on. This was definitely. A, I, yeah, uh, this is really yeah way ahead. It, it's so funny and so weird, and like also they're like popping champagne in yeah. in the car, which you know, let's not do that, everyone. Come on, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's ill advised. Oh, and then the only other thing is that now the same getaway car is driving away with Al, but now the license plate on the back instead of saying lips says loser. Yes, correct. Yeah, I'm like, sorry, yes. I'm running through every Owl music video in my head, and I'm like, I don't, I think you're right. Like, it's yeah, also. Yeah. It's not often that the artist appears in the music video to begin no, with. No, right. So, no. like, that's definitely a rare example. And again, yeah. I just I have to give it up to to Greg Kinn because I really do think that, like, in the grand scheme of Al's career and trajectory and all of that, I think that this early on having such open support and embrace from the original artist is huge for him maintaining the good graces he has for this yeah. long. It legitimizes. You know, it him legitimizes the whole way. thing. It makes him. He's part of. He's not making fun of the song. He's part of the joke. The artists are part of the joke with him, and it's the, just the wink to camera is like super sweet and fun, and it's just like oh, it's just lovely. Yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. so nice, and it's just like this really to me sets a tone for his professional career that carries on forever. Like this is the this is a huge huge moment. This track. Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the Fem Fam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. All right. Well, so Jeff, you're going to sit sidelines for just a second while Matt and I do our rankings. I'm very but then we've excited. Got, 
we've got two things that you can do afterwards. So, okay. Matt, I'll start with you. I, I know where my ranking is on this. Where are you putting I Lost on Jeopardy on your list of Weird Al parodies? God, you know, I, I, I don't. I really should think about this more before you ask me. Because <laughs> I oh, never I think do, about and then this. you ask me, I, and somehow I always feel like I'm caught off guard, but every episode yeah. ends the same way. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm putting it at the top. I did the exact same thing. I'm so putting we, it at the top. <laughs> we have a matching number one right now. With I, I, I mean, don't look so crazy now that I put Ricky above <laughs> Eat It, but... But all right, so we're 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 in agreement that at this time this is the best Weird Al parody. Yes. Uh, we also have to rank the music video. Actually, our music videos match entirely at this time. Uh, really, we, we both have Eat It as number one, Ricky as number two, and I love Rocky Road at number three. Where are you putting I Lost on Jeopardy? This is a tough one again because like a part of me wants to keep Eat It at number one for this, <laughs> just because that video is so impressive to me and it's like. But I just talked so much about Greg Kinn being in this and how great it was. I, I'm, I'm going with this. I'm going with this. Number one. Okay. I I actually put it number two. I, I think the impressiveness of the Eat It music video. Totally fair. Uh, is is impressive. Thank God. So, you and I agreeing makes me uncomfortable. So we yeah, need to have For sure. We got to All right. So, Jeff, here's, here's what you get to do, right? We have a special guest ranking here. Whenever mm. a guest is on, they can rank the songs that other guests have been on. So our <laughs> our current you're our third guest. Our current ranking is Eat It and then number two is it's still Billy Joel to me. Okay. Where 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 do you want to put where do you want to put I Lost on Jeopardy first I, off? I would first of all I love It's Still Billy Joel to me. It's one of Al's most biting satires. Oh um, yes. Uh I think it's very funny. But I I have to I have to put Jeopardy on top. Yeah. All right. Now, here's one other thing you get to do. Okay. <laughs> and it's still early, but this will get wilder and wilder as more guests are on the show. very excited to start fighting. Go ahead. <laughs> so the current rankings are I Lost on Jeopardy at number one, Eat It at number two, and it's still Billy Joel to me at number three. You can keep that as it is, or if you think that someone made an egregious mistake with their rankings, you can re-rank one song on that list. <laughs> <laughs> I I am I am comfortable with this ranking order. Okay. Okay. So the only other thing that we have to do, and this is a brand new segment. You're the first person we're doing this segment with. Ah. Um Matthew, you pitched this idea to me yesterday yes. uh to have us reconsider a song that we've already discussed but you weren't here for. And based on your reaction to to what I said about something earlier in this episode, I think I know what song it may be. But uh have you heard us in our rankings of songs did you hear anything where you're like you guys need to really reconsider your thoughts on that song and we'll give you a platform for like a minute to tell us why we are very wrong on our feelings i i feel like i was mad at one of your <laughs> gosh one of your earlier episodes i'm trying to think of what song it was though it might have been got a boogie where you guys were really down on got a boogie Got a boogie. Well, only only one was. Okay. I was. Okay. I was. I, I was I, I'm I'm a pretty. Uh, I I was defending that song pretty good because I I love it so much musically. Have you Have you heard the original original version of Got a Boogie? The Al had put out like an EP in in eighty or eighty one uh, with uh, with another woman rides the bus, and no. on it is. Uh, is is the sort of like low rent original non album version of Got a Boogie, and it's it's like more disco-y, and it's like even weirder, and it's like really fun. 
Okay, I got to check that out. Yeah, I don't think I've heard that either. That's huge. Huge. Right, you'll hear us. You'll hear us on a future episode. Matt and I will take some time to check out that original recording of "I Got a Boogie" and yeah. uh, and report back. Well, Jeff, thank you so much. You've been an incredible guest. We cannot wait for you to be back on this show for future episodes. Uh, probably the complete owl, if Hooray. I had to guess. Um, yes. But for people who've been listening and are like, "This guy rules," uh, where can they go? to keep up with all the stuff you're doing and to know more about show gals show gals is the worst kept secret in the t- in the city currently <laughs> <laughs> um we're still you know we're still uh putting it together we're still it's it's in the very early stages but i will say that that al was kind enough to be in it uh he let me interview him for the for the doc and that's that's, that's awesome. we're very excited to to see it someday uh one day al actually uh E- emailed once they once they announced the uh the daniel radcliffe movie al was like whose is coming out first yours or mine i'm like yours you've got financing i don't <laughs> 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 um but uh if you want to follow me and look at pictures of my cat you can find me on instagram as <laughs> at the uh jeff love it love it all right well thank you and so if you have much. tickets to the vanity tour with vip access you'll get to hear a couple of your 5,005 questions. True story. Yeah, you got to take those and, and make a book. I'm sure Someday. someone would publish a book of Seriously, Weird Al yeah, trivia. Absolutely. Someday. <laughs> I will say, uh, after the last uh, Vanity Tour, I did get a lousy copy of the home game uh, in, that they, <laughs> in that they literally just gave me the game board. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Love that's that so, great. so much. Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 